Salam, kekinakom, sava. And how are you? Um, you guys are hanging out with Asara and the Dukan show. So excited to be here tonight. Um, let's chat, listen to music, and talk about all the things that make you uncomfortable. Welcome to the tribe. Yo, check it out. And your skin goes buck wild. Completely. Oh my god, yeah. no, no, no. I've been moisturizing like three, four times a day and I'm I, still yeah. flaking. Yeah. I'm yeah, just yeah. like, I feel ashy and gross. Always ashy. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> really? Like, from, he's like, always yeah. ashy. Always ashy. Yeah. Yo, but you know what? Yeah. New York's ashy ass weather has mm-hmm. inspired me to make my what I call my vegan karkar, which really? is karkar without like the like, yeah. hayawanat. Yeah. So I just make it and without beeswax. So I How make it make with it? like butters and mm-hmm. oils. And spices. And what is that like? A, what's a karkar? Karkar is basically like a and like karkar is like an animal fat moisturizer. You use like sheep's milk, uh, sheep's fat, beeswax, spices, and it's heavily moisturizing and it's wonderful in like desert, in the desert climate, especially in the winter because it gets incredibly dry. Okay. And your skin basically cracks. And I feel like it would fit a tabkha or something. Like after all the years, <laughs> so I think I can throw it on like a curry. Brings it back to food. Somehow. Well, I mean, you could. You could. I mean, honestly, you really want honestly, to. like really with want. majority of Sudanese cosmetics, you could probably turn it into food. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, and it, really, like yeah. if you think about it. It's, and it's all made in the kitchen anyway. Yeah. It everything is made in the it's kitchen. It's remarkable. Yeah, actually. everything is about like firm, a process, a combination of fermentation and mm-hmm. melting. Okay. Yeah. It's basically like that. You can go through everything. I'm trying to like teach myself all the different sciences that I feel like. <laughs> our women pass around and yeah. we act like they're not sciences. I'm like, this no, bitch is a scientist. No, it's inherited it's science, than a scientist. sciences. No, beyond, I was like, whoever invented Hilamur, I'm like, Yo, she's a G. Yeah. She's a G, because that was like a long process. It is. We were like, you, oh you yeah, look, them, wait, them, oh wait, dry, yeah, let's then... sprout it. What the hell, first of all, thought of sprouting? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole thing, man, it's a yeah. whole thing. No, it's just oh. like, there's some people I want to ask many questions to, mm-hmm. like, how did you go from wheat to beer? Yeah, yeah. fair enough. I really to need... To ferment it so much to figure out to that like, it would I make... Need, yeah, 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 I need yeah. you to give me an answer, because I need you to walk me through those steps, because yeah. yeah. they're not straightforward. No, not at you all. You know what, maybe that should be a series, like, actual travel through yeah. Sudan sit with all the habobat and just get these stories from them and where they got it from. Is anyone or like what did they try or like what did you try? Not Not it's going to no. be a tabkha or no, it's no, going to no. be... I was trying to archive some things. I remember when I was in college. Uh, when I was in college, I went to Sudan to do my senior thesis. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to do a case study on Zar. And nice. so I went to study Zar and I went to different beauty Zar and it was like this big deal. Anyways, like my family went crazy. Give it context because Zar oh, right. is a... Whole topic. Okay, Zar, Zar is basically a female-run sect that, be- that believes in the um, possession of the human body by another level of the spirit realm that coexists with the human realm. 
jinn is very much something acknowledged in Quran and in a lot of other um, religious texts. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things where you find it in different formations around the entire world. Yeah. It has different names. Mm -hmm. Zar, Santeria, Voodoo, whatever you want to call it. The same idea of like there's a couple of planes of yeah. the world and then some spirit worlds are completely parallel to the human. Yeah. So their attraction to the metaphysical is real. Right now, what interested me about Zar though is the use of music mm. in it. Yeah. So, so I to conjure yeah. or to, or, to what, what, so the you... in, well the interesting thing is that they don't think of the music as some they think of the music as like a, a form of pleasure for yeah. the spirit. Noted. Right. So the idea is like the bidur al khit. تمام فكل روح عندها خيط ولكل بني آدم في خيط يعني في مقابل له في في العالم بتاع الجن. Yeah. So like your, your counterpart in the, yeah, in the yeah, parallel yeah. universe, so right? Yeah, so there's, exactly. there's, there's a common, realm. yeah, so there's a common reflection of you in the other realm. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And and or the template of you. The template yeah. of you. Okay. Exactly. So and the idea here is that you you bring the spirit down into your body through the incense. So بالنسبة للشيخات وناس الزار. The incense is the most important part so the of the actual. Is the portal? Okay. Yes. And then they start, and then the music starts, or how? Yes. Does, and the okay. music starts and doesn't stop until the spirit possesses you. Yeah. That could be a day, three days, seven days, nine days. How much money you got? Because <laughs> 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 that's also another part of it. Because let's talk about Spirits capitalism and spirituality. Yeah. yeah no, let's talk about capitalism. <laughs> well, absolutely. Yeah. You know. I agree. I mean, if if you go to the Philippines, Roman mm. Catholic culture is so deeply set, and that tension between spirituality and capitalism runs. Like it, you cannot avoid its conversation in your in your everyday life there, but also because the the Filipino culture was tribal. I have a history in our family mm -hmm. of you know this of the same thing of conjuring and of a, of a realm that exists yeah parallel exactly parallel to ours exactly. Now what's fascinating about what you've done is you've decided to make it your thesis. Yeah. <laughs> so, So you go, so you tell your mom what? Like, I was like, so mama, I'm not sure what And she's What was like, her first reaction? I wish she'd tell you. She was just like, um, okay, can you not get arrested before you come home? Yeah, like, that please, like, please don't get my arrested. My mom is my hero. She is so amazing. I love my mother. She never, I feel like I'm so lucky that I grew up in what I consider to me like a long lineage of strong women. Mm -hmm. I grew up around women who were instinctively feminist. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like a debate. It wasn't, yeah, no. it wasn't a category or a definition. Yeah, it I was agree. just a way of being. Yeah. Yeah. Like, either you win or you don't. I, <laughs> yeah. But I see I see that in, in Sudanese culture generally a lot. Totally, a lot totally. of Sudanese homes have that because, very strong because structure. Because yeah. matriarchy didn't truly fall all through Sudan until the 1950s, which yeah. is something if which we... Which is quite a later... Like, mm -hmm. Very much. Later phase. And if we really studied our history instead of studying the Arab Peninsula's history, we would know a little bit more about ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is to me the biggest thing of why like, I feel like I cannot emphasize enough the importance of why we need to study history. I cannot emphasize it enough. For me, like history was my portal into myself. Because you don't understand why you are where you are today until you understand what happened before you. Mm -hmm. And why, and, and, and understand the fact that we are in a series of consequences. Absolutely. And a series of like, what is the word? Um, the, the it's a ripple effect. Yes, yeah. Yeah. a ripple effect of action and reaction and action yeah. and reaction. And a lot of the things that we do are really repetitions of patterns. Yeah. yeah. 
But because we keep erasing history, we just keep forgetting them. So how do you navigate when you're trying to figure out your history, which Mm -hmm. is something that I think we all do in our own way, but um, how do you navigate the history that is written and the history that is hidden in your lineage? How do you navigate that as a woman, as a woman of color, as a woman of color that's an immigrant? Mm -hmm. It's a really tough thing to figure out. Completely, but you know what? I think the most important thing is to acknowledge and honor oral history absolutely mm-hmm. i listen to stories yeah. i yeah. listen to stories and stories come in every form they come in the form of song yeah they come in the sto- in the form of like a conversation between you and someone else a story that is passed from one grandma to an aunt to this person to this person yeah. and i am interested in the deviations and the and the yeah. Like the Chinese whispers. Yeah, exactly. I'm interested yeah. in the com- in, in yeah. the way the the conversation itself deviates and changes because to me the deviations and changes are markers of mm-hmm. history themselves. Absolutely. And and so for me, I'm all about listening to stories. I'm like, whatever you want to tell me, tell me. Mm. I'm here to hear. Yeah. And and I think that is what I hoped you would say, because the reality is most of us don't engage because we. First of all, it's daunting, mm-hmm. and then second of all, where do you even begin? How do it, you 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 basically have to admit that you've got to find a hundred thousand puzzle pieces before you even begin to put together your own puzzle? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very that that that's a testament to the power of the women in your lineage because that's that's a marker of who you are as well. And I think Definitely. Also, and I, and, oh, sorry. Sorry, I was just saying. I was going to say it's also a testament to you as a storyteller because yeah. to be a, a, an authentic storyteller. There's a history and a dig that you have to go through part of your soul searching and connecting with those women and these generations where you pretty much, you can't tell your story before figuring that out. Exactly. And you have to go through this journey of understanding every bit of it first. Completely. Otherwise, you don't understand why you're reacting Mm -hmm. the way you're reacting. And, and this understanding isn't this thing that happens in one moment and then it stops. It's a non, it's, it's, a, a, it's an ongoing, continuous thing where it's like, you know, like they say, hindsight 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the longer, you know, the further you get away from something, the more you can see almost. Yeah. Um, if you are willing to be brave with yourself. That's the thing about, I feel like the women in my family never told me to not be broken. Oh, yeah? Mm. No, they never pretended that I shouldn't be. They never pretended that I shouldn't be hurt. They never pretended that life wasn't painful. They never pretended any of that. All they did was give me coping mechanisms for it. Mm. They're like, you're going to crack. It's going to get rough. Yeah, Put and that's all right. Yeah, yeah, put your lipstick on and move on. Pull it together, girl. <laughs> yeah. Pull yeah. it together, girl. But I, think, <laughs> but I think that language is not something that is afforded or awarded to many women. Absolutely not. Yeah. We are not. We're supposed to... I don't even know what. So that's why I was like, I feel really privileged yeah. that I had the kind of home education that I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's a home education. Yeah. And education comes in so many forms in so many ways. And it's not about school. No, no. no. No, it's hardly. really not about school. In fact, school is just societal. It's just structural. Exactly. I think. I think you know that that self that, that education that exploration of your own history and yourself is it comes through family. It comes through your family, but those of us who are diaspora, mm-hmm. um, and that, you don't connect with the family, like yeah. with every part of the family, you yeah. get confused. Yeah, mm. and especially you get confused because we keep listening to our family stories as they are frozen in a moment of time that they left. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and we forget that they're yeah. frozen, just like we're frozen. 
Well, we're not frozen anymore. We're moving. Right now we are. I would say, we're but moving. Yeah. So, which is which is a wonderful, powerful thing to say. It is. We are absolutely moving, and I think that scares some people. And doesn't scare some people. It doesn't. Yeah. You know. It and, and how are you person. documenting your part of that journey? By writing songs. So, all in music. Yeah. That's how I document myself, in, through music, which is why like, I refuse to really adhere to the status quo yeah. in the music, because I make my music for completely selfish reasons, mm. and I don't apologize for it, and I re will never apologize for how it. How did it start when you say selfish reasons? Like, what was the, how did it, what triggered, what started it? I wanted to make music I wanted to hear. Okay. Like, fully, yeah. fully selfish reasons, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and... I feel good about owning that selfishness because I feel like we don't celebrate the idea of feeding yourself. We don't. Enough. No, not at all. Hardly. And I beyond. think it's vilified. Yeah. Completely vilified. Yeah. And I was made to feel so bad for not wanting to sing other people's songs. Mm. When, when you think about it in like, you're like, why are you being upset with me for not wanting to sing something that's already been sung? Yeah. yeah. And sung really well. Like nobody's mad at it. Like, why do I need to do it? It was really good. It yeah. looks. It sounds good. What do you want me to good. do about it? What do you want me to do about it? I like it too. I'm with you. Mm -hmm. I yeah. like it. <laughs> yes. No, I'm trying to do is my own thing. Like here in this like tiny little corner of my world, so that when I'm old and forgotten, I can listen to my stories and remember why I lived. Yeah. Mm. I so like that. and and so how. How did you get to here, this place where you just say where it's because it, it's very hard. It's very. It's, it's let me put it into context. It's very uncommon for us to encounter women who will say, "You know what? I'm going to selfishly do this right now because we're yeah. conditioned to be, to to give, to nurture, to mm. constantly to listen to yeah, and and to give till we're depleted, which is something that I've Completely. I've I've been navigating recently. Mm -hmm. um, so listening to you. You're, you're speaking love into my life right now because I'm hearing, you know, selfish is not negative. Self, selfish is actually, actually selfless. Mm -hmm. And how do you get to that space? Or were you just always there? Oh, I was not always there. You get through that, to that space through the pain mm -hmm. of not owning that space. Yeah. For me, that was my, my way of getting there. It was just like I... I thought that wanting these things was selfish, it was bad, yeah. it was this. I gave and gave and gave and gave and gave in other situations. And you dimmed your light in other situations. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. And Completely. sometimes you get scared because if you be too selfish, you go like, maybe I'd lose this person if Completely. I do this or yeah. do oh that. Oh my God, and I'd rather so put them completely. In and, yeah. and you feel, exactly. Because you go like, I'd rather deal with myself than deal with them because of my selfishness. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. And so you end up giving and giving until I made myself physically ill. Yeah. Yeah. So you had a breakdown? I had a complete breakdown. And I was just like, I, I, it was one of those things where I was like, you can choose to die this way. Yeah. Which, by the way, you were dying. Yes. Like, genuinely No, I genuinely dying. was. I yeah. was getting really, really yeah. sick. Like, yeah. I was sick all the time. It's just, it was like, I was, I went there. I did that. I, I did what I was supposed to do, what I thought I was supposed to live like. And, I, really and I think it's really important to acknowledge that sometimes when you become selfish, you can love other people better. Absolutely, because that in, in that essence, it's so, I mean, in the world of drag gives it a, 
you cannot possibly love anyone else if you don't love yourself. Completely. And the but but women day in day out day in day out are constantly like there is a depletion and you feel it. I know you look out into the women in your audience and you're singing this like please just like I, please I, just I, breathe. I feel you. Yes, exactly. I feel I'm just like just breathe, that. breathe, yeah. honey. Yeah. And it's not just it's women and it's men. Yeah. And and the and it's the fault of patriarchy. Yes, we are all the victims of patriarchy. Men the most. Yeah. Explain that. Men the most. You poor. F- <laughs> <laughs> no, I think explain that. I think we need. To, I need. We need to give that context. Because okay. Patriarchy flattens out the concept of what a man should do and what a woman should do into a place that is non-human. Mm-hmm. For either for either gender. Because it puts you guys, because it puts us as humans in a binary space. Where humans have never existed in a binary space. We've always existed in cases of gray. Yes. And patriarchy, this idea of the man, of if all men are alphas, we'd, well, we'd be be where we are now. (laughs) We we would, yeah. A state of nonstop war. They cannot be in like a 9,000 alphas in one room. And being an alpha is not necessarily the most noble thing in the world. True. Excuse my language. No, go ahead. You can, is, cut. Do you. you can cut that. Okay. You can so this is like it's not the most noble thing in the world for that. A man is a human, just like a woman is a human. They have a spectrum of way of being, yeah. and there's no one way to be any one of those things. Agreed. So, patriarchy says though you can only be a man in one way, and you can only be a woman in one way, and humanity has consistently proven that that is not correct. Just like humanity has constantly proven that state borderlines are not real. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just like they've constantly proven that moving and not moving are not something you can control. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things It's like going against, patriarchy to me almost goes against human nature. It's very bizarrely anti-human. And, and because it's, uh, the idea of it is it's about the man, the first victim is the man. Because if you don't adhere to what the man rules are, they'll eat you. Absolutely. They'll fucking eat you. Well, and no. I, well I think that's where the whole nice guys finish last. That's where that's, it comes that's, from. That's, 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 the anchoring, from. Mm-hmm. that's the anchoring foundation to that, to that thought, which we, we say it's an idiom, in, in, it's, it's just in passing, but the mm-hmm. truth is it's anchored in such deep patriarchy. Yeah. And I always want, when we say that, I always wonder about, you know, do we correct that? How do we correct that? Is it correctable? What I is the right formula? Well, is, the but reality then that goes is, to it being a consequence of decisions that have been made before your time. Right. Right. And but, then now... But you can break cycles. This yeah. is and this is the thing is like women. I, I only speak from the context of women because I I navigate patri- patriarchy in the world in the world that I know mm-hmm. through my mother and mm-hmm. through and through the women that I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, w- women like me choose to break cycles, mm-hmm. but, and I surround myself with men who I believe can do the same. Mm-hmm. Um, but that meant, as you guys have seen, that there's a constant filtering of people in our lives. There is a constant. Like I said, but it's not a strainer, it's no. a sieve with a yeah. really tight filter. Which is why yeah. at the end of my show I said chosen families, just as just important exactly. as blood, mm-hmm. choose wisely. Exactly. Yeah. I am all about that. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and I think it's just one of those things where it's, yes, we are, we are growing up in all the decisions made before mm-hmm. us, but there comes a certain point where you can own your own agency as a human. Yeah. Yeah. And you can decide to live the change you want to see. But I like, think also to be able to do that, you have to go through, a, you have to go through a moment in life where you feel reborn, right? Yeah. I.e., in your case where you felt like that, like you were sick, like you were dying, mm-hmm. and then 
there had to be the switch in your life and a very conscious one at that where you decided okay i need to take a step back and do this for myself first mm -hmm. love myself first be a bit selfish and care for myself before i can give before i can do anything else and when i speak to a lot of people and this is i think the beauty of the show is that it gave me that luxury to sit with many people and have these conversations and they all have a point of switch in life where this idea of metaphorically speaking you feel like you're reborn again mm -hmm. and then suddenly now you have the switch otherwise you're stuck in that cycle completely and you, that's the moment where you have to break physically mentally emotionally you feel broken and then you re, you repackage yourself and you grow yourself from mm -hmm. scratch again and you know to that because people even if you tell them now what you just said they still won't take action to that until something happens to them yeah no it's true i think so i mean i think for i mean it's it's again human nature yeah. Like it's for us, we have a hard time as humanity in general accepting change. And sometimes you won't accept change until change is inevitable. Yeah. Like you are down you're on your knees. Like you yeah, to. you're just yeah. forced to. Yeah. There's just. <laughs> we no, are. But, we but, are <laughs> Hayona. Like, you know, and we are. We should own that too. Yes, I think so. But really, I, like it will make us improve. Yes. But I think like. We always we always use the, the 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 analogy of like like iron or steel. It's made in the highest heat. Mm -hmm. That is when we are tempered, and that's how I that's how I get through life. Is like I want that challenge. I want that change, but that also means we want that sacrifice because you are mm -hmm. constantly sacrificing, constantly. Yeah. And I'm I'm down with that. I'm down with that cycle. Yeah. I think it's everything that life. My our lives yeah. are better for it. You know. Totally. I'm down with sacrifice. There's nothing wrong with sacrifice. It's actually good for you. There's nothing wrong with helping people and taking care of people. Yeah. It's good for you, for your heart, for your soul. There's something wrong with saying, though, that you need to do that beyond your human capacity to the point where you snap. Oh, mm -hmm. of course. For That's sure. so, so for me, like, that was always the issue. Oh, sorry. That was always the issue. And like, I don't know. And for me, with music, I felt like it was really highlighted in Sudanese music. Patriarchy is super highlighted. Yeah, explain. Mm. Actually, that's something Hustle, that I wanted yeah. to. You know, it's like it's like if you want to make quote unquote highbrow art, mm -hmm. you know, you have to let someone write for you, someone compose for you, someone arrange for you, someone record for you, and someone tell you what to do and how to be. Mm. Otherwise, you might not be respectable enough. And then when you start to take steps towards that, you have to deal with all of the pushback of like, are you trying to be a radical? Yeah. When you're or not doing really. No, you're just, you're just making music. <laughs> I'm just making like, music. You're, you're like, just yeah, an artist. Yeah, yeah. You're just trying to be creative. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, I was actually just making some music. They're like, well, Sunni's music should only be this one way. I was like, how? There's like a hundred tribes yeah. here. How could we According have any one music? Yeah. And, and the idea, and for us, it's like, I feel like we got... I don't know what happened in the last 30 years. We got trapped in this world where like, we forgot everything about who we really are mm -hmm. in terms of like our power, our prowess, mm -hmm. our capacity for movement, for change. And, and we started- Why? Well, obviously because of the fact that we were educated out of it. Like there is nothing more effective in making people forget who they are, yeah. then, then not education. teaching them their history. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then not teaching them about who they are. Like, the number of Sudanese people, I was like, you know Sudan kind of seven mamlakat? And I was like, it was seven empires, did you know? And they're like, what? I was like, mm -hmm. really, it was. You know that four was its own empire until 1917? Did yeah. you read this anywhere? No, you never read it. No. Okay, but and the thing is, this isn't just about Sudan alone. This is about everywhere in the States. Like, 
everywhere in the world, I mean, yeah. like, you know what I mean? And just, you know, just now in the States, people are talking about the fact that, oh my God, did you know the States has all these colonies all across the world? Can you believe? Can you believe? <laughs> I was like, you never learned that, did you? And they're like, no. I was like, what did you learn? Well, because you also thought Thanksgiving was a nice dinner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and and, and Nash, International Women's Day is an actual thing. Sorry. It I happened at, at, I, on 1917. I just it happened as well. Yeah. No, I just find it fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I didn't celebrate this when I grew up, and now suddenly we got this day. It's where a thing. My, a woman my, every day. my mom wants me to call her on Women's Day in every country's Women's Day. She's just like, why aren't you calling me on every nation's Women's Day? Yeah, exactly. I've been asking everyone throughout the past two weeks, so what happened to make it? Like, what made what, it what made it? And then when we started checking it, actually, what, what was it? It was... Uh, in 1917, it in was... Communist it, in Communist Russia. In Communist Russia, the the, the women, um, the, they got the right to vote. Oh, so, yeah. And so, then in 1975, that, the United Nations took it and made it a global Took that thing. date and made it the Global International Women's Day. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Do you see these? Uh, but... Like, why Russia's day? I don't know. Like, I I, we, I didn't dig that, that deep. All so I know... I mean, Mahada, we had a foot the, so the, when we actually Googled it, it was that. Yeah. So, the point here is not that, like, oh, here... And no one Googled it before. That's, but, no one asked the question But before. to that point... That is a good point. The yeah. only person who has the question is Mohamed Akkawi. So, let's give him credit where credit is due. Because I... <laughs> I just fixed my posture I just, right I here. Just, I, just, I did not even... I just said, I'm a woman every day. So... Thank you for today, and thank you for all the other days. It's great. Yeah, it's but, like Black History yeah. Month. I was like, I've been black all year. Yeah, it's not like you get to choose. I didn't get to choose the day. Yeah, exactly. But thank you so much. Yeah, but I, I do think miseducation <laughs> is the most. You can miseducation is the most powerful tool. This is the, if, if we are going to begin avenues for soft power yeah. and engaging in a form of colonialism that will hurt the generations, yeah. hurt or help whatever the generations mm -hmm. before and after. It's in miseducation. Of course. Because okay. the one thing, like, when, when I see my cousins who are Iraqi... Or the lack of it. Oh, yeah, exactly. The, the, when, when they're Iraqi and all they know is bomb, 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 and, like, they don't know the history of art and architecture, fashion, music, and mm -hmm. all of that that I saw... It, that, so within one generation, that's been they completely, completely erased. Fun. Exactly, and imagine now in a hundred years. And, exactly. exactly. So now, who are we in a hundred years? So that's the thing, years? what was it? There's a politician that, that said that pretty much if you want to change a nation, don't, don't bomb them, just change their education system. Yeah. In 20 years, it will fall on its own. So, and, and this is... It's that easy. I think we're looking at that in Sudan. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and exactly, not even, like, that's case in point. Yeah, and Sudan is, Sudan is actually probably in, in the news at the moment for me, that's on the table. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's prima it's on its face. Yeah. You can see everything there. When I engage, every, every, since the moment you arrived in, in Dubai or in, the U in Abu Dhabi, you engage with all these Filipino people that speak English. Yeah. Mm. They may have an accent, but they actually understand, read and write English completely. Very well. Right? The, according to a lot of Filipino history, it begins when Magellan, uh, when, when, when the Spanish came in. Mm -hmm. There's an entire tribal history of medicine, of women, yeah. of, uh, that had that completely... Philippines, the Thousand mm -hmm. Islands, you, yeah, your yeah. history yeah. is so deep yeah. and so long. But it begins written mm -hmm. in the Latin in, Latin alphabet. Was, yeah. was, it begins with the Latin alphabet. Okay, okay. And so it's so interesting when we... when And now there's actually a wonderful, beautiful revival of the tribal culture. Yeah, I've been seeing that. Which is amazing. You see it in tattooing, in, in fashion, in art, in all of this. But I'm waiting for Sudan. Like I'm waiting because I know, I know hidden somewhere in the in the fault lines is 
a demand you, the arts and culture scene is is demanding for yeah. it so there, there's the a thing is outside of Khartoum yeah. the rest of Sudan is living it yes yeah. Yeah. Just to be real, like I need yeah. us to move the conversation because in Sudan the conversation always centers around Khartoum, no matter what you do. Even with this revolution, which started outside of Khartoum, that's true. It's become about Khartoum. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Is it just because it, it's it's the same? because it's because where the infrastructure the is, where the media yeah. is? Yeah. No, like there's it no is. roads. Like mm -hmm. if you want to go to college, you need to come to Khartoum. Okay, yeah. so it's still the metropolis and therefore it the is. center like, of information. Yeah, if you want to do anything in Sudan, it's very difficult unless it, it for a lot of people getting to Khartoum it's like you migrating from Iraq to Canada oh totally right it's, it's, it's like I'm going to the like, big oh city I'm going to go I make it, it. Yeah. 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 yeah so how do we make inroads into the areas where like how do you how do you move outward yeah. from the capital how do you do that because for me I feel like with revolution anything can happen exactly and development and infrastructure rebuilding and yeah. other and so other, and other so towns it as well it's basic, absolutely basic infrastructure. infrastructure the reason people come to Khartoum is the fact that they don't have options yeah. nobody wants to all yeah. live in one city no and that's it's the just thing. not so like it's not how people work yeah you know people want but what they do want is hospitals yeah. and higher education and opportunities for work and a way mm. to live and if that's only available in one place, then it's centralized. Yeah. So and we're done. the project, might and especially when you're also taking the resources from the outer skirts and only bringing them in here, all you're doing is regurgitating colonialism. Right. Yeah. And so regurgitating colonialism is probably for me the most fascinating practice in a place that's fighting it. And it, so it, it literally are is we in fighting? The, in the art, the, the, this is a deeper was, question. Right? Yeah, yeah, like was the Umar al Bashir regime fighting colonialism or extending it? No, they definitely did extend it. I mean, that's the sad truth because, and it was an extension of self-interest, right? And that was that was the main core of it is that it was self-interest based at the beginning. There are very few people that would want to change the system or try to do things and try to spread it to other parts. So, for example, um, like Reem's been like she's aware of this because we spoke about it a lot. Like back in '06, my dad decided to re to build a rural development business that is shares are owned by Nasal Hilla themselves in a Jazeera, which is to recreate this project where. They pretty much built hospitals, built gas stations, built um, hotels, built uh, like low motels, estirahat who are traveling basically, um, development in the farmlands, like donating all farmlands that they had to this project so people can pretty much, it's the argument of teaching a man how to fish and mm -hmm. giving them um, giving them opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. Building a computer lab and teaching old women how to use computers so they can speak to their kids who are in the US, mm. right? How to use Skype and like these basic, what, Today, internet is a basic human right, mm -hmm. having access yeah. to it. So then giving these people access for Hilla so they can talk to people in the rest of the world. And what, nobody for Hilla doesn't have somebody outside. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And then it became this argument of how can we attract people to come back to Hilla, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then if you went, if you did go abroad, whether Khalid or you went to the West, then how do I get you to come back, right? And then that becomes the question. So then let's build this to make it attractive enough for them to come back. And then... What starts to happen is these roadblocks that they start to put ahead of you and these barriers that it's simple things like, you know, they come in and they see this new like, you know, chicken coop and farms and they get excited about it. This is great. And, you know, they get excited. Let's put on media and all that happens. Then the next day they're like, so how much am I getting out of this? And I was like, this is an NGO project. This is for the people. They're like, yeah, I get that. But how much am I getting? 
and then these are these becomes the problems where it's the self-interest the fascinating thing but is that i'm sorry no please go ahead no no it's just to me like that self-interest to me though is just a reflection of poverty exactly and that's not about them that's about the entire system no. overall that like makes you not able to support yourself or like you look at all outside helps as people that can give you money to take care of something else and Yeah, the But politics no, of aid is I, like I have aid disgusting. is one of the most I have, corrupt. I have it's such disgusting. like don't even get me. We don't. This show is not long enough to get me started <laughs> on the fucking yeah. politics of aid. And like I'm right there with you. The thing you about can't. it, but it was, because I've been an outsider watching, you know, all yeah. of this stuff that's been. You had, no, I would say specifically, OT. Like when you guys engage with this, you call it corruption. Yeah. yeah, it's just one big word. This corruption. So they're like, because of corruption, yeah. these things happen. And I'm like, I, I I sit down and I pull back sometimes, and I'm like, we need finer, we need more detailed definitions because yeah. of poverty, because mm -hmm. of because she is widowed, because like we yep. need these like we need tighter definitions oh. so we can actually find the thing is these questions are not on the micro yeah. exactly yeah. because yeah. everything is these problems are not coming situation. from the people that are getting the help. No, these problems are coming from the mayors. Yeah. They're coming from and that's where presidents corruption. of banks. Yeah. Yes. And who do they right? work for? <laughs> exactly, right? So in these cases, they're not hungry. Yeah. This is the thing. Poverty, yes, for the people who are getting the support. So if they're asking for it, well, great. What do you need? It becomes the question of, oh, I know how to cut hair. Great. Here's a salon. Cut hair, make your money. Right? But then bank owner comes and tells you, where's my money? Right. For what? It's like, oh, because... I like what you guys are doing. We're happy to help, but grease my palm. We'll see how we can make it work, right? So then, he, these people are not hungry, but then there's a, a status of greed. There's, I think, it's not only that an expectation, because it's been normalized. And yeah, and that's it. This right? expectation has been normalized. Yeah. So then, and if you stand against it, like that's where the problems happen. It's so funny. Somebody was telling my dad the other day, like, if you're if you're a, if you're a straight person. They're gonna knock you down. Yeah, they'll if, break you. They'll break you. Oh, yeah, But if yeah. you try to play their game, they'll respect you. Mm -hmm. Like it's the most interesting break. Because they the want to know if and you're working shame. within their system or not. Yeah, it's not. It's like it's, yeah. it's about are you down or not. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's like the mafia. It isn't that way, isn't it? It is absolutely. And it's sad like that it happens mafia. every every single place in the world. Most of it. I mean, humans are naturally hierarchical, right? Um, but then we build entire power structures to support that, and then mm. it turns into systematic racism yes. mm. and capitalism and sexism and all the isms. <laughs> all the isms. All the isms. All of the isms. Yeah. But, and, but see, as an irritating, like I'm, I'm irritatingly optimistic about things. I, don't, I have to be. Oh. Where It's the Pinoy side of you. It is, it yeah. is, yes. Karaoke forever, for life. Um, I feel <laughs> like I need to see... I need to see a fault, a sliver of hope. I need to find that. And sometimes I look at when I when we see. I mean, when we see corruption, maybe Sudan is one example. Mm. Lebanon is another. The the when I go to Lebanon, I feel it in every moment I interact with someone. I feel the corruption. It's in the yeah. news. It's in the papers, and it's everywhere. It's and everywhere. it's public. That's the and, and it's, it's public. Very public. It's public. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, it's normalized. Yeah, yeah. yeah. totally. It's so like, where does to be change afraid. come from? Do we change that? Is it our responsibility as small business owners to change that? I think it yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Change it, happens on a micro level. I does. genuinely believe that. Yeah. Like, I think it's important to have the activists that we have that are fighting yeah. and lobbying for regime changes and law mm -hmm. changes. But I think 
without di individual people no. living their life radically? Like, yes. Actually living your personal life radically? Change. But the thing is, these these small or these small lobbyists, when they get into power, into those rooms where they can change, they're gonna end up playing their game and end up getting into the corruption. Because they never lived the change. That's what I'm saying. Like they never actually lived the change. They talked about it, and then they went into a system to pretend to want to fight from the inside. Yeah. But they never lived it. Like, that's what I'm saying. I was yeah. like, no, the most radical act you can take is enforcing the rules yeah. you talk about on your own personal life. Yeah. But remember, we said that the other day where I was like, the change is being in private business and building business and not being in politics. Mm -hmm. uh, right? yeah, so because then that's yeah, your responsibility as a business owner, as a developer, to help to, to, to grow that, to be able to give and to be able to support the people. Because once you play the politics game, you're in a whole other universe that is not, it's pretty much, that's where you actually cannot make change. Uh, because yeah. As a business owner, I can make change in one, two, three people that work with us or work in, within our team, and then they make change in the next and in the next. And that's how you, I, it's I believe, exponential that's that how you way. do. That's your ripple effect but, over but time. But yeah, so the debate, not the debate, that discussion, the core of that discussion was a few of my friends from law school were are now leading the leading. They're they're starting to, I mean, at years after leaving school, they're now starting to make headway for their communities in parliament. So they're, mm. they're getting to high, like up the upper echelon of Canadian yeah. society. And there's a, there was, I was sitting with Otina, part of me was like, yo, should I get, should I get in? Like, should I fight? Like, should I get mm. back in? And we had this deep discussion about our fathers, both of whom are, are businessmen, but they never engaged as political figures. They were always businessmen who knew how to navigate. It's the all different ballgame. Yeah. So that was, and that was for the discussion, which is, I, once again, we always come back to, I believe the future is inherited by in entrepreneurs who live the life, who, because, we, because we're able to craft the world that we want. I believe yeah. that's what we can do. But that, do, do we affect that kind of change here? Like in, in the Middle East, are we able to do that? I'm still, I'm still, I'm not sure. Again, so to that, I think it's a, it's a time will tell It's a plan, time will right? tell thing. Because the thing is that, I would argue things like, oh, you know, um, my dad's old classmate is made it to become a minister today, right? Or some of our friends today we know are in certain powerful positions that this is a conversation of how can we grow and how can we develop this together, right? You can have, we can have these talks today. Um, some, I think they're just waiting for, we're waiting for their moment to shine, to shine so that, yeah. you, that you can engage in that. Mm. Up until that point, you can't, right? Yeah. Um, and the thing is that it's not, and this is why I think it's not only politics, and this is why we have businesses in the spaces that we do in the which is the creative and cultural spaces because you need art you need gastronomy you need music you need film you need the documentation well we need to own need our narrative as arabs exactly like, it's so difficult yeah. like i'm so frustrated when i i, I just, don't know what it means to be an arab okay there and there we go mm -hmm. so yeah can you like, i have literally no idea what the f means. no i don't either yeah i don't either because i don't speak arabic very well um nor do i know like, I'm not Iraqi enough to be Iraqi, that's for sure. Um, I don't know, what does that mean? I don't know. To, what, what does it mean to not be Iraqi enough? What does it mean to not be Sudani enough? What does it mean to not be whatever enough? Yeah. Does that mean you're not yourself enough? No, <laughs> no. I think, no, what, what we means that what we always say on the show is that, like, if she goes back to Iraq, it's, we're not as in the, like, with the people. Like, they see us differently. I mean, so we don't feel I as... was born in Sudan and I live in outside of Sudan now. You know, I left Sudan when I was eight. 
And in Sudan, I'm foreign. And outside of Sudan, I'm foreign. In every nation I go to, I'm foreign. Yeah. And you always will be. And that's what Rimi is about. She's, she, that's what exactly she meant. Yeah. So no, but to me, goes, I'm like, what that a... means though, for, I, guess, I guess for me though, being a selfish person, I always take it as like, well, what does it mean then about you? As the well, other person telling me I'm not enough well, this of is, something. Well, this is what's interesting is that um, this, the, my, my, my conversation with myself as an Arab is a very fluid conversation. Mm. Truly a very violent, sometimes angry, hateful conversation. Completely. And then mm-hmm. other times this deeply loving and want, like this deep love and deep historical um, you know, conversation that I have with the collective consciousness that I know is deep within me before me. Mm. Um, and I tackle it openly and I tackle it with, with my, you know, with the knowledge that I'm actually probably currently inadequate in, in my way about it. But I learn more and more that there are more people as confused as I am than people who know, oh, no, 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 I am Arab and this is what makes me Arab. So I, I, yeah, and so I live in that confusion often and tackle it often. I also often find that those Arabs are like, I know this is what makes me Arab, is that none of them have the same answer. Right. Hmm. So I'm always genuinely confused also by their responses. So So what does it mean? Perpetually confused is actually where you are as an Arab. (laughs) I mean, I think, no, but I don't think it's even as an Arab. It's it's as a human. We've invented categories across humanity today that make no sense. Yeah, social What does it mean to be white? What does it mean to be brown? What does it mean to be black? Yeah. What does it mean to be rich? What does it mean to be poor? These categories that are supposed to be really hard lines of definitions are very, very gray. Black is what? Is it mixed? Is it what is pure anyway as a concept of yeah. anything? What does it mean to be rich? Is it education? Not is it anymore. access? No. It's, well, is it money? Because you can have money and not have any education and not, have, not, not know have how to access, access anything. Right. Yeah. What does it mean? Yeah. We've made up these categories and these boxes that are too shallow to contain our humanity. Mm-hmm. And we keep acting like, why doesn't it work? Because it never worked. Yeah. It was made up and it's confused and it's stupid. Just come up with a new one. Yes. Or and, and so, do you feel like this is your journey? Is coming up with a new one? Completely. I completely believe that I am the future normal, n- future normal that we're gonna talk about. Yeah. I mm. genuinely believe that we are all the current normal. We are. Yeah. That no one wants to talk about. Yes. And so, in the future, we're gonna talk about it normally. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm waiting for. And I think this is something that I'm loving. I, I love so. Uh, the generation, my brother's generation, he's 21. Um, his, his experience as a young gay man, in, as, as an Arab, as an Asian, mm-hmm. as, a, as a Canadian, um, he said, I don't want to come out. It sh- I shouldn't have to come out. And for me, it blew my mind because I was a part of a generation that was like, you have to come out, you have to be safe, you have to be proud. Um, but he said, no, 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 I should never have to come out. It should, it's a moot point. And yeah. For me, I should never, you should, these guys see it every single time. Oh, I'm Iraqi, Filipino, Canadian. And there's a moment and then they go, oh, oh, and I should never have to say what I am. And you should never have to say what you are. You should just be. You should be. And if you want to say who you are, it should just be like a part of an intimate knowing. Knowing, Mm -hmm. yes. A a deep knowing of each other. Exactly. And and I feel like that's something, if there's anything that maybe I could put as 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 a North Star to work towards the point that I should never have to explain myself. 
It's true. Because then I wouldn't have to answer for what social construct do I fit in yeah, so that I can satisfy you. But right? that starts with people in the first two minutes of a conversation when they start asking, where are you from? What do you do? Oh. And that's when they start categorizing. But you. imagine we didn't have those yeah, questions. Exactly. Imagine yeah. those questions were not, not, in, not even rude. I don't want, it's not even like that. No. Just that we don't, don't ask exist. them. Because we don't care. I, I, don't I want us to live in a world where we don't yeah. care don't what care, they mean. The categories are not there anymore. Right, right? exactly. And that's how you diffuse it. Exactly. And I think that that for me is a much more, el so thank you for that. That's a much more elevated way to approach it, I mm. think. Completely. But I think it's also important to acknowledge the, wor the work we're doing as yeah. bridges along the way towards that of celebrating the micro. Yes. Because mm. I feel like we, we came from a generation that was all about the macro. We're all big one nation, happy family, even though there's like 9,000 <laughs> tribes in here yeah, yeah. and none of us speak the language and we're all upset. Yeah, and everyone doesn't understand each but other. But we're all one people, we love each other. You know, and, and for me it was like a counter reaction was like, no, I really want to like celebrate all the subcultures. I agree. Every tiny detail should be celebrated. Yes. Because when you feel seen in all parts of you, you, you don't feel, feel threatened. No, of course. And, and peace is there. That is where peace is. Because I think one of the questions that, you know, if you're speaking, which we should never do, but sometimes I end up speaking for the Middle East. If I'm in a place where I'm the only Arab or the only, I'll end up being that, that you know, token voice of dissent usually. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the, the point is usually that I don't know where peace will come from. But you're right. If people feel completely at ease because they feel celebrated in the space then they will be at peace mm -hmm. they will feel no need to compete in a way that is violent or that silences the other or creates another for that matter yeah Amen. yeah that's exactly what I was like no actually maybe we should move back towards tribalism <laughs> let's go back that <laughs> way let's go back towards tribalism and yeah. from tribalism jump into globalism yes absolutely let's see if we can connect those two it's one hell of a roller coaster it is but I think I'd rather Whatever, be I like on rides. that one yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be on that one than the uh, than you know than the one then where we're at right now is like yeah. it just seems like a stupid car that doesn't move far <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't yeah. actually yeah no I'm in I'm in I, I feel Thank you for that. No, my pleasure. I, I think we should all do that. I think we all do that for each other, though, in one way or another. I think so, too. In our, like, little tiny friendships where, like, you can be your own weirdo with me. Yes, and, and it's going to be wonderful. And it's going to be great. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, we should live in a world where you can be your own weirdo with everybody. Yeah. Or even if, like, other people... And, like, and no one needs to like you. No, no. They just need to respect you enough to not, like, step in your Impinge path. on your freedom. Just, That's it's it. Exactly. It's just like, let me do me. I'll let you do you. You know, you don't need to like me. I don't particularly like you, to be honest. And that's okay. And that's, that's all good. Yeah, it's all I good. Think, yeah, I think that's something that I I adore about. You know what? I find that small the small circles we 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 kind of live in totally are like that. But then you have to engage with the outside world, and I'm like, how do I take this beautiful thing and and just multiply it? I want, but that's that's basically the way we said through love and love and love and exponential love. Yeah, and I think also celebrating your own individuality as, while a continuation of a legacy, mm -hmm. also its own legacy. Yeah. You know, absolutely. I feel like, I think we need to like really look at ourselves as our own walking traditions. Yes. We are a culmination of experiences from the past and from the present. 
and looking at the future and they're not just about our past no not at all they're about we, a lot of things and we're we and this is something we talk about a lot in internally we're creating tradition and ritual how do we do it so it's meaningful and peaceful and loving continuous continuously substan and sustainably those traditions that we we embody we you know how do we make them sustainable and i don't think people are having enough of those conversations and i think that you are i th you know in your own way through music and through i'm trying right i think i'm just having them with myself a lot <laughs> well you can always have them over over instagram with us yeah like, you can yes. us. <laughs> I, yeah the, the creation of those rituals and that tradition is necessary because i think that's when you're you know a thousand years from now your music will have that built into it but the tradition and ritual around your music is what you're hoping will carry that's the medium isn't it that's mm -hmm. the, that's the method that carries us through totally and i think all of us as humans have a way of contributing yeah Absolutely. we really do it's not about being seen in the most whatever like perfect light the yeah, yeah. or marketing or being famous or popular like i it's not that in any capacity to be honest like each individual person is a walking library of like individual knowledge that yeah. really nobody else has Their experiences yeah yeah and and at the end of their life they can give you information that no one else can give you it does not matter where you think that person is how high how low how this where how you that study, it is, yeah. it's like the idea becomes um the, the idea of that person becomes all about the culmination of their past and present a hundred percent and for me i think allowing the world to to encapsulate that more and more than ever once again owning our narrative owning those stories and allowing people the room to tell theirs is imperative in the creation of the future where you're the new, where you're the normal future normal <laughs> your future normal welcome to future normal <laughs> you know and I, yeah I totally totally agree this was a great conversation. Yeah. Thank you for your time. <laughs> oh my God, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you wonderful. so much this for I'm coming. I'm happy we made it. The journey it. you took Chatting? us on tonight from music to now is unfucking believable. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much for holding down the fort in like in having conversations that are not easy to have with no. other, you know, with people and wanting to always do them honestly. Like they're like, necessary. This is what I love about y'all's podcast, and thank this you. is what I really love about what you guys are trying to push through. Thank you so much. You know, like the most important thing for us as humans, I think, is to just be honest with ourselves about ourselves. Absolutely. Yes. Salam. <laughs>